Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Hello and welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm Susan, host and founder behind Shared Teaching. And today you are listening to episode number 56. And I'm very excited to talk about one of my favorite topics, opinion writing, or just writing in general. (laughs) So if you are struggling with writing, you've come to the right place because this is something that I talk about often on my podcast and hopefully leave you feeling a little bit more confident and ready to tackle writing in your own classroom. So before I get started today, I just want to remind you, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please don't hesitate to leave me a review if you like the episode. That helps encourage me to bring out more episodes that you might enjoy and also just know that there are people out there listening to me. So let's go ahead and get started. So this is all about how I teach my opinion writing and kind of get started with planning it. So, of course, I like to take a systematic approach to things, and if you're new around here, that just means it's an organized way of approaching um, what I'm doing. So, I like to have systems, and I believe that really helps with a smooth running classroom. So, if you missed my talk about that, that was last week's episode, episode 55, the four must-have classroom systems, I believe. So go ahead and check that out and then come back and take a listen to the rest of this one. Okay, so first we want to start with the end in mind. Whenever I'm planning out a unit, I start with the end goals. So to do this, I'm going to have to look at the standards first. Now I use Common Core and I'm in Nevada and the Common Core standards are pretty similar to many of the standards that I've seen. Um, They just are falling under the umbrella of Common Core with that label. So it tells us that we want to write opinion pieces in which they introduce the topic or book they're writing about, state an opinion, supply reasons that support the opinion, use linking words, for example, because and also to connect opinion and reasons and provide a concluding statement or section. Now I'm focused on the second grade standards because that's what I teach and that is what my uh, writing unit, which hopefully will be out very soon, is geared towards. It's specific to the second grade standards. So that's what I'm gonna talk about today when I'm talking about my writing. You should also be able to apply a lot of this to your own grade level if you don't happen to teach second grade, but just keep in mind that the components that I'm talking about are specific to my grade level. Okay, so this standard tells me that there's several main components that my students need to learn in opinion writing. So from that statement I just read to you, I pulled out they need to know introductions, 
They need to know how to state an opinion. They need to provide reasons to support their opinion. They should have linking words and a conclusion. So the way I'm reading that standard, I'm kind of getting the gist that I can pull all five of those main components into one paragraph, right? So I could have an introduction sentence. I could have my opinion stated in my introduction. I'm providing like one or two sentences on providing reasons. I have some linking words thrown in there. And then my last sentence is a conclusion. So that rounds out a pretty decent sized paragraph, right? And this is second grade. So I want to stretch my kids to write at least two or three paragraphs because I know in my school, at least, and in my state, third graders take the S back, which is Smarter Balanced Assessments. And students are expected to write a five paragraph essay for third grade, right? So if they can be taught to write at least three paragraphs in second grade, then I feel the third grade teachers don't have that big of a stretch to have five paragraphs, and it's not going to be too hard, right? In theory. (laughs) So also from the standard, I see that I need to cover at least two types of opinion writing because they mentioned writing a book review and just having a general state my opinion piece. So when I'm creating my plans, I want to make sure that I have activities that cover both of these. Okay, so the next step then, after I look at the standard and unpack the standard, is I need to figure out the building blocks. So for this, I mean, what are the main components my students need to learn in order to be successful with opinion writing? What skills do they need to learn first? And what should they have learned in the previous year? Because I'm always building, and the standards are written to build up on each other, right? So each year they're they're digging a little bit deeper, they're learning a little bit more. So if I can look at what they're supposed to know in first grade, that's going to help me form my second grade plans and also kind of make a little bit of a cushion to review some of those first grade skills that they probably forgot about or maybe they were absent for and they just never even learned them. Okay, so before I even begin teaching opinion writing, I would recommend having students do a writing baseline assessment, a pre-write, right? This pre-assessment is going to give you really good insight into answering those two questions about what skills do they need and what they have learned in the previous year. And I talk more about the baseline writing assessments in my blog post, how to improve writing skills in your students. And if You, of course, you're here, so you're a podcast listener. You might want to look at episode 53 to find the audio version of that. So now that you have figured out what skills you need to teach and where your students are at, it's time to start to introduce opinion writing. And the way I like to do this is to front load opinion writing with books. Now, although I use several opinion writing mentor texts, I like to add a few more read-alouds in to help students get excited about writing opinions. Plus, they just love listening to a good read aloud, right? And I usually read these texts before I start opinion writing so they can kind of get used to this style of writing. And even though it's a book and it's not technically like their writing piece, right? I feel like reading books kind of helps them see what this process is supposed to look like in the end. So I've saved several mentor texts for my actual opinion writing lessons. And some of them, depending on how long they are, I will read before um, time 
just because it saves time. I have such a short writing block, which I'll talk about in a little bit later, that I can't afford to waste any time. And having 20 minutes to read a mentor text, um, probably not going to happen. So I want to make sure that I'm doing that earlier, maybe in between um, some other component of my day, or even just reading a few minutes of the book each day so that they've at least heard it one time. Okay, so I have quite a few favorites I'm going to talk about here today. And the first one I want to talk about is I Wanna Iguana by Karen Kaufman, Orloff, and David Cottrell. Now, I Wanna Iguana, you've probably already heard about. And if you haven't, I'm surprised because <laughs> most people use it for teaching letter writing and opinion writing. So it's a little boy that keeps writing back and forth to his mom and his mom's responding in letters. It's super cute, very funny, all about how he's trying to convince her that it's going to be okay if he takes on his friend's iguana and mom doesn't want him to have one. And you'll just have to wait and read the book to figure out what happens. But it's super cute, and he's giving all these reasons, right, for why he wants this iguana. So it's a really good one to pull for opinion writing. Because I'm looking at, remember those standards, stating an opinion and then providing reasons. So I'm looking for books that kind of mirror that. Another one is A Bad Case of Stripes by David Shannon. I pretty much just use this as a read aloud. It's a really cute book, but I don't pull anything out of it to teach from. But maybe you want to um, do it a little bit differently than me. So A Bad Case of Stripes is another good one. Um, Last year, I found the the most magnificent thing by Ashley Spires. The Most Magnificent Thing is really great, and I like that she calls it The Most Magnificent Thing, and she's going to build this thing. She's like a little mini engineer, and she's going to build the most magnificent thing, and I just love that phrase because I teach my students about opinions being very strong opinions sometimes, right, because they're your feelings and how you think think and believe about something. And she really believes she's building this magnificent thing. And that word choice is so powerful that I love to use this one in my opinion writing. Okay, the next one is an easy one because it's called In My Opinion. So by Deb Bird. This one I stumbled on last year, maybe it was a year before as well. And it's super cute. It's just a cute little paperback. And in it is this little girl, Maddie, and she's talking all about these different things that she loves, and you should love them too because she loves them, and she gives reasons why. So I love to do an anchor chart with this one about why Maddie likes that thing to kind of get students really thinking and developing on I need a reason. A reason means because I'm answering why. So this is a good one to check out. So that one you can find on Amazon. I am a bookshop affiliate, which is local independent bookstores, which I love supporting smaller businesses. And it's not like big old Amazon, but unfortunately, some of the books you can't find on there. So if you go to my blog post from this episode, you might see some things that aren't linked. And that is why. Okay, next is don't take your snake for a stroll. I use this one um, a little bit within my writing lessons as well, 
Because again, we're learning why you should not do something, which is another form of of opinions. It's not always what we like, right? Sometimes it's things we should not do or that we don't like. So it's just kind of another spin that students see both sides of that opinion. Okay, this one is a class favorite. Every single year, they're laughing, rolling out of their chairs. Smelly Socks by Robert Munch. And I highly recommend any of his books Any of them are good for opinion writing because he has such a strong main character in his books and they just do a variety of things that's just hilarious and engaging. So Smelly Socks is a story about a girl that really finds these socks that she gets at the store and falls in love with them and never wants to change them and it's just hilarious what happens in the end. Okay, another favorite is Stand Tall, Molly Lou Mellon, and that is about Molly Lou, and if you haven't read this book before, you really have to. I almost cry every time I read it because she's standing up to a bully, and that's just one of those things that really touches me because I have such horrible prior experiences going through elementary, middle, and high school with bullies. So this one I really like, and She has such a strong point of view that it's a really good one for opinion writing. Okay, so I have two more. The next one is The Important Book by Margaret Weiss Brown. And this is an oldie but goodie. And I don't think too many people are actually using it for opinion writing. So it's kind of a nice newer-ish book to bring out to your students because I don't think they've seen or heard it before. And so it's just telling you about things that are important and why they're important. So again, it's bringing in those supporting reasons. My last book is a favorite I use every single year. I use it for reading and I use it for writing. And it's Duck and Goose by Tad Hills. So this is another funny book. I like to find a lot of funny books for kids because it really keeps them engaged. But duck and goose are two animals that come across what they think is an egg. And you can clearly see from the illustrations, it is not an egg. It's a giant red and yellow polka dotted ball. But they have this whole discussion. And through the whole book, you're, you're believing it's an egg. And I always read it covering the pictures. And I teach a couple lessons this way. I teach that, you know, illustrations have a different purpose in a story. And then I also teach that they're just listening and like they're forming their own opinion about what's happening with Tad, Duck and Goose, right? Like it's not a ball, but a lot of people believe it's a ball. And I ask them, well, what do you think's happening? And we get all kinds of opinions in the class. And so I can tie that back to my opinion writing. And then also I use this for book reviews, right? Because one of the first things in the standard, it said students would write a book review. So this one, I got a lot of students that either like like it or they don't like the book. So that one's a good one. Okay, so all of these books I use throughout my lessons, and there are a lot of them, but a lot of them are short reads. And again, I feel that reading them before I begin my opinion writing unit makes it easier to hold a focused discussion later. When the story is not new, I feel the student discussions are stronger because they're not concentrating so much on what's happening in this story 
right? They've already heard it. And I like to sometimes read a story a second time so that they pay attention to what I'm trying to teach them. So I might say, okay, you've heard this story before, but this time when we listen to it, we're going to try to figure out the reasons why this character thinks this way. And then I will read it a second time, or I'll just read certain pages. So don't be afraid to do that either. You don't have to read the whole book all the time. Okay, plan out smaller lessons. So first we looked at unpacking the standards. Next, we looked at what skills they need to have. What are they lacking that they need in order to meet those standard goals? Then we're front loading, getting them excited about opinion writing using books. And now we're going to plan out the lessons and we want to plan out smaller lessons or mini lessons. Okay. So I like to have small bite-sized lessons when I teach and my lessons are maximum 15 minutes, sometimes more if I'm reading a story for the first time beginning to end, because you know, some books do take a little while to read. Now it saves more time for students to spend independent writing if I have a short mini lesson so that my objective is always to try to keep that as short as possible. The short lessons help keep students focused and the objective is super clear for students. Like they don't get lost and a bunch of other things you're throwing at them. You have one clear focus, one clear objective. It's easy for them to know your expectations when it comes to their writing time. Okay, so my second tip for this is to make sure that each lesson builds on the last, right? So just like the standards are building blocks and they get harder as the students go through, you want to make sure that your mini lessons are doing the same thing. You're starting off easy and you're building on it, getting to the harder concepts. You're not just starting right off like, okay, today we're talking about opinions and reasons and true and false and You want to start off easy and slow, right? What do they need in order to get to the next step? And then what do they need to get to the next step? And then make sure you're almost like spiraling through that too. Okay, so for example, today I was teaching opinion writing, but my lesson was how to state an opinion. So I started off with a review reminding students about the definition of an opinion. So I like to make sure that I'm reviewing as I go. And anchor charts are also a really great way to have a review and a reference for when you're doing this part of the lesson. And I I tell you, it maybe takes, you know, one to two minutes. I literally say, yesterday we learned about what an opinion is. Today we are now learning. So it's super quick, right? Unless it's a really hard concept. And then I'll spend a tiny bit more, maybe give an example or two, ask a student to give me an example And then we move on with the main lesson. Okay, so my writing block consists of just a 10 to 15 minute lesson, 20 to 30 minutes of independent writing time, and five minutes of share time. And usually I only have 45 minutes to teach writing. And unfortunately, it keeps getting shorter and shorter because the bus students tend to dismiss earlier than the school dismissal bell. And so the shorter I can keep my mini lessons, the better. So I hope this episode has really helped you figure out how to get started teaching opinion writing and how to start planning it. And if you have any comments, I would love to hear them. So please make sure you visit my blog, sharedteaching.com, or you can leave a review on any of the podcast platforms you listen to. 
and tell me there what you liked, what you didn't like, what was helpful for you, or you can even email me, susan at sharedteaching.com. I love hearing from people. It really lights me up, makes me feel good to know that you're listening and that you want to kind of give me some feedback and start a dialogue because I'm here for you and I really mean at the beginning of the podcast episodes that this should be a collaboration, right? Because I feel if you're listening, you're now part of my team, right? You're my teammate. So let's help each other out. Let's start a dialogue and let me know how else I can help you in your teaching and in your writing. And so that's it for this week. And I hope you'll turn in, tune in for next week. Bye for now. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Welcome back to the Share Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan creator behind the shared teaching blog and of course podcast 